0: So it's my great pleasure. This week, I'm really excited and really looking forward to this episode. It's been a long time. I'd like to welcome Jim back to the show from his hiatus. He's finally tagging back in. First of all, welcome back. Thank you. I am
1: glad to be back. Um, I do do miss the in-depth conversations we have about the matches and about the bullshit we've gone through in our lives.
0: So, with that said, this week we're going to start off with some great bullshit. <laughs> we had previous matches where we've talked about girls and guys having fights. So, I talked about one of my best friends getting, well, one of my best friends from high, high school getting beat up by a girl. Mike told the story about Maddie B getting beat up. And since this week we're talking about Aja Kong and Manami Toyota, which is a match featuring two great female stars, I know you have a story about a girl also getting involved in a street fight, right?
1: Yeah, like it actually happened like right in the main foyer of my high school. Now, in, in my high school, like back in the 90s, like it was basically like the dirt bags and the jocks and then pretty much everybody else was just kind of clumped together. And I don't know what happened or what provoked it, mm-hmm. but I think the kid was like an extra on the football team. Like he was just like... An overweight dude that was mouthy because he had all his football friends. So this
0: was when you were in Catholic school or went to public school.
1: Public school, public school, rocky. And and um, he was just talking crap to this this girl that I would have been considered one of the dirtbags, but like okay, but she was a good-looking girl, and he was kind of. I assume he was just kind of catcalling or something, mm-hmm. and like she just turned around. And just like knocked him to the ground and like put him in a mount and just started smacking the shit out of him, like, (laughs) like I know, like I think everybody was just kind of stunned. Right. So everybody just decided of watched her for like a good five Mississippi whip this dude's ass, and then like she just got off of him and walked away, and that was it. And like everybody just went back to doing what they were doing, and it was it was just crazy.
0: It's kind of hard when you see a situation like that not to laugh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not trying to be sexist and I'm not trying to say that women aren't stronger than men, but when you see a girl legitimately beat up a dude and especially a guy who's got an ego and who's who thinks he's big and tough and he plays on the football team it's hard to walk away from that without laughing <laughs> you know I mean? oh
1: yeah absolutely oh yeah that guy got shit forever like <laughs> like even from his own guys like I don't think he probably ever lived that down I think I was either I think it was a junior maybe oh. so like he probably he probably ate that the rest of his high school career <laughs>
0: So I think that's a great lead into the match that we're talking about this week, because either of these women, especially Aja Kong, could probably beat the fuck out of most dudes for real in wrestling. Like, she's oh, a yeah. beast. <laughs> Holy shit. Her reputation, I think, precedes her no matter who you are as a wrestling fan, like if you're a fan of New Japan, All Japan, uh, WWF, ECWW, I think every fucking wrestling fan has heard the name Aja Kong. Like, she has that big a reputation. What are your thoughts about Aja
1: Kong in general? Yeah, she's just a badass. Like, like I, I can't believe how old this match is. And as I was rewatching it, I was like, how many fucking finishers are in this match? Like (laughs) from from like the nineties finishers, like of moves that would have been a finisher in the U S there had to be like 15, 16 times, like 40 seconds into the match. There's a sunset flip bomb. Like, yeah, like it's bananas. So these
0: two, especially Manami Toyoda, I mentioned it in the episode we did earlier with her against Akira Hokuto. She has the second most five-star melter matches in all of history. Like she's she's that fucking good. She's outstanding, and I think you put her in the ring with somebody like Aja Kong, who can play that that role of you know being the bully and the brute, and who's willing to take every bump. And it's a recipe for fucking a classic. Like it's unbelievable. And so they work together well, and Aja Kong herself just plays that role so fucking well, I think. Oh, great. Really great. So this match in particular this week is from a show that the all of the women's federations like so i was i believe W W W A and all japan women's and all these japanese federations made a mega show and they held it in the tokyo dome and they wanted to crown like a unified women's champion and they had a tournament this was the first round match of that <laughs> of that tournament uh, oh my god kajakong went on to have four fucking matches that night this being the first imagine that <laughs> that's crazy it's a fucking workhorse i didn't know that you know, Jesus. it's fucking crazy okay and then on the other side i haven't gotten your feeling ever of manami toyota what are your thoughts on her did you follow her during her hype in the early 90s or are you a late comer to her matches or what are your thoughts on her
1: oh no i i followed her because like it's (laughs) women's wrestling for lack of a better term wasn't a thing so like that was the only name that would ever pop up in the sheets right and it's on on the u.s side and so yeah, when I would get my Liger tapes I would try to get like a a best of women's matches and it would just be filled yeah with matches of hers. Oh, she's
0: fucking fantastic. I didn't get a chance to see her stuff in Chikara with Quackenbush and, and I really was curious. I want to ask you about that. Well, yeah, I didn't I didn't see it either. Ah, uh, you didn't see it either. I see. I see. I wonder like I I know that there's a lot of people out there that appreciate her talent. Like for example, conan and uh eddie kingston and there are like a couple of guys like old school guys who always mention like she's outstanding and she's amazing and i think that's why probably and brush brought her in but i was curious how they used her because by that time she's way over the hill and yeah i saw her in japan in like 2004 i want to say i went to watch her live and by that time you know her style is very Mm -hmm. athletic and very demanding and by the time i saw her She put on like 15 pounds and she was no longer able to move as she once did. She was older, she was slower, and she was relying on her reputation rather than her skill. And so I was a big letdown, unfortunately, as much as I wanted to see her and as hyped as I was when she came out. It was it was a disappointment, frankly. But looking back at these matches, you know, how, like how much can the body take of what she does? It's, it's hard to imagine she could have done this for more than ten years. <laughs> it's just outstanding. You no,
1: know, and I think I think when you look at a match like this, you understand why AEW's selling point is that they don't wrestle every night, right? Even though even though they've had like a crazy rash of injuries lately, um, you want to try to mm. you know mitigate the the injuries on the performers as much as possible. And that wasn't the case in the 90s.
0: No, not at all. Nobody even thought about that. Not, not for a second, right?
1: Okay, so this match,
0: we before the match, they do interviews, right? So I'm not sure if you watched the version with the interviews or without the interviews. I watched them both. The interview version. I have to mention it just because my Japanese is good enough now. Manami Toyota might be the best performer. With the worst mic skills ever. Ever. Like ever. (laughs) I'm not even joking. Like ever. She's she makes Ricochet look like Ric Flair in a promo. (laughs) She's fucking awful. She says the most. Like, and I don't know how that's even possible. She's so fucking charismatic in the ring. Like, she's getting the crowd involved. She's doing everything right. But you put a mic in front of her, and it's like kryptonite. It's fucking unbelievable. And so her interview at the beginning of the match, just awful. Aja Kong isn't much better, but they're very good at physically demonstrating, you know, how to get the crowd involved. So the, the mic work was just awful.
1: And I, But I think, I think that's why Japan is so much better for the matches, because, like, 50% of the skill in the States, mm-hmm. even today, I think, is still mic work. Yeah. Like, like you've seen how much Heyman worked with Roman Reigns to get his mic skills up to where they are now. And I still think he's okay. Right. And Heyman is the reason, like, he's so good. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you have a guy that has tons of talent but no mic skills, and, like, now there's no managers. Like, in the 80s and 90s, they just would put a manager with them, Right. But, like, those those people would never have a prayer in the U.S.
0: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, there's no way. And, unfortunately, that's a shame because when you watch this match, you realize the match is way more important than the interview. Like, you could forget about the interview if the match is great. But you can't forget about the match yeah. if the interview is great. <laughs> like, it just doesn't work the other way around.
1: Yeah, they don't work together.
0: With that out of the way, the referee and the commentary, uh, commentary was really poor. I, You know, because I have the... Unfortunate advantage of understanding Japanese well enough now. So maybe if I didn't know Japanese, it would have sounded okay because it's like, you know, the crowd is going crazy. It's a big show and there's like a lot of excitement. But the announcing was, I don't know, Macho Man and Booker T level. It was that level. (laughs) 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 It was bad. And then the refereeing, you know, lately I've been watching more and more matches as the podcast has been going on. I've become a little bit more critical of the ref and I didn't like that the ramp work was so long. I know in Japan they have a 20 count, but it seemed as if he didn't count when Aja Kong was out on the ramp. He didn't count when Manami Toyota went off the top on the outside and brought the table and all that kind of stuff, which we'll get to later. So like, I, I think he just ignored the count, which is something that's been really getting at me recently. But other than that, positioning was good. His pace was good. The count was good. The close falls were good. It's just the outside. Yeah, the, the excitement
1: level was good for the type of like. It almost seemed like he was into the match. Right. Like, even though I know that's a selling point, it's still, mm. it still still looked really good. Yeah.
0: I, yeah. Other than other than the count out stuff, really good. Okay. So the match starts. And as you mentioned, Jesus Christ, like like, talk about starting hot within 30 seconds. We have a sunset flip power bomb, right? 30 seconds in then Aja Kong, delivers some of the stiffest fucking kicks i've ever seen in a match ever like the weight difference between these two is significant and the sound of those kicks is so fucking rough and so after she delivers a kick that could have been a finish like it would have been over in a minute (laughs) it was fucking great but what i love and we talked about it in the last Manami Toyota matches, Manami Toyota, when she's like down and out early in the matches, she does a bridge kickout. So she just gets up on her head yep. and arches her back,
1: as opposed to doing like a full kickout. I
0: fucking love that. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, that's great, and it's super unique to her. But like, we're we're talking about brutal things too. That camel clutch at two minutes, oh, <laughs> like, oh. like these right. are brutal, brutal things. And, like, we're not even remotely close to the end of the match.
0: Right. So, when you, you you stole the words out of my mouth, when she goes for the camel clutch, actually, just before the camel clutch, she has her in a Boston Crab, and the referee asks her, like, do you want to quit? Do you want to quit? And the crowd pops as a result of what Manami Toyota said, right? And I'm, like, I'm sure... You have no idea. So, I'm going to translate for you. So, he grabs the Boston one leg Boston crowd and she's like wrenching. And she's like, do you quit? Do you quit? And she screams out in Japanese, I'm not going to quit, you idiot. And the crowd <laughs> loses their mind. And then from there, it's a camel clutch that reminded me of Goze's foreskin man camel clutch. It was in tight, <laughs> in deep. And then from there, what do you call that, Jim? Where she leans back so fucking far back that she hooks Toyota's legs forward under her armpits. And it's like a vertical.
1: It's like a modified surfboard. It's like a weird surfboard. Oh, it's brutal. It's
0: brutal. Oh, fucking fantastic. I don't think guys are flexible enough to do that. No. To be honest. Yeah, no way. But really, 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 really great. And then from there, the action starts like just picking up and going crazy. Uh, Aja Kong does something I've never ever ever seen before. She does like a how would you? I don't even know how to explain this. And she does a slingshot with while still holding Manami Toyota's legs, so Toyota goes flying over her, but she hits the ropes, and then she falls backwards onto aja kong's knees and like bends her back into like almost a 90 degree position (laughs) yeah i was like holy fuck how the fuck can you take that right it was a work of art even the commentators were like what
1: do you call that the guy said in japanese what do you call that Like, like in 2022, this is a five-star match. Right. Like, if somebody just completely recreates this match.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Move for move. If they do it without the Monica Celis screaming, this is a five-star match. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh,
0: that Monica Cellis screaming stuff. I think this, that was big at that time because of, like, you know, that women's screaming in sports was a thing. Do you remember that? That was like a big deal,
1: right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a huge, it was a huge thing as if they were exerting more strength, right? Uh, Or more resolve.
0: Exactly. And so I think remove that. And this is, this is almost perfect. Almost perfect. This, I I learned to live with the screaming because I know that Toyota does it as like a, an appeal point to the crowd to get the crowd involved. But other than that, outstanding. Okay. So from there, there's just too much to talk about. I'm just going to run through this. Okay. (laughs) Then, uh, after that, We get, (laughs) so there's a huge kick to Toyota's back, then a fucking picture perfect suplex delivered by Aja Kong. Normally, like in a match like this, you wouldn't point out a suplex. But the technical <laughs> delivery of that suplex makes you realize, like, why a suplex is deadly. In most matches, like, a guy's do a suplex, and you're like, oh, that's something I could do to my friend. It doesn't hurt. We'll do it on a bed. But the way Aja Kong threw that suplex, it looked like it fucking
1: killed. Because it's flat. Because that suplex is flat. Like, it doesn't roll at all.
0: Oh, right. That's the difference. Oh. oh, great. You're absolutely right. And then... From there, Aja Kong starting to take over a little bit, and then Manami Toyota does one of her signature moves. She gets whipped off the ropes, and she does a single foot leap to the top fucking rope, reverses directions, and does a cross body over Aja Kong. Every time I see that shit, I pop. It's fucking beautiful. She's got the. I don't know, like the leaping ability of Michael Jordan. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like how she gets that high, I have no idea. It's like a regular sized ring and it just looks incredible. N- nobody's still doing that,
1: right? I've never seen that. No, nobody does that. And like I think, I think it's, I think the women could do it if somebody was athletic. Cause so I think it's probably a weight issue too, right? Right. For the, for the ropes. Right. For the rope. It, yeah. It it's amazing.
0: Outstanding. And then from there, <laughs> Aja Kong. So that was like the hope spot. The early hope spot for Toyota. Then Aja Kong kills all hope ever <laughs> by delivering the most fucking stiff pile driver I have ever seen. <laughs> Holy shit. Like there are zones and regions in America where the pile driver was outlawed, right? Jim, was that Memphis? Yeah. Memphis, right? Memphis. Yeah, Memphis outlawed the Pile Driver and it was like this illegal move. You did it behind the referee's back. And I was like, come on, why are they outlawing the Pile driver? You see it all the time. It's not that dangerous. After watching this Aja Kong pile driver, I realized why the fuck you outlawed the pile driver.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, it was it was sick, but not as sick as the spot on the ramp you're getting to. Oh my
0: God. So they get to the let's let's just jump to that. There's so much going on, but they get to the ramp. And before they get to the ramp, Aja Kong holds Manami Toyota inverted on her shoulders and does like a running, diving throw,
1: right? And it's, it's, uh, it's, a dom- it's a dominator. It's, we, it's Yeah, right, the, right. It's yeah, a, it's a, you're right. Oh my God, it's so sick. Yeah, it's so brutal looking. And so she
0: does the first one, then she takes her out onto the ramp and she does one on the fucking ramp. And the crowd is losing their mind. For a Japanese crowd to lose their mind, that means you're stealing the show. Like, that's how impressive this is. It was great. And then she hooks Toyota onto the ropes on the outside and does the most effective Spear I've ever seen Like she ran too far So she ran out of energy Cause she just <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was like 50 meters down I was like What the fuck are you doing But like It was just a great way To hit the spear I've never seen a spear Like that before Outstanding Then they get back In the ring And holy fuck the second pile driver, more devastating <laughs> than the first. And I'm like going like, how many times? Like, okay, I watched matches where guys do the same move again and again and again. And you're like, at, at some point, you're like, like, well, how many times are you going to do this? Right. But every time I watched the pile driver, every time she did it three times, every time I she did it i popped i didn't ever feel like it was excessive it was fucking fantastic and the third one she does it while hooking manami toyota's legs in a cradle i've never seen that it made it all the more devastating (sighs) i was left speechless what were your thoughts on those three pal drivers, especially the last two after getting back in the ring?
1: Yeah, like I perp, when I watch these matches, I purposely don't watch the time mm-hmm. because I don't want to know when the finish is. When we first started, I would know when it was going to end. Right. And I felt it took away from my reaction, knowing that wasn't going to be the pin, right. there was like six times in this match where I was like, well, that could easily be the finish. Easily. Like, that could easily be the finish. And then, like, when it was started heating up, I'm like, well, that's the finish. <laughs> okay, that, that's not the finish. Okay, well, this is the finish. I, no.
0: Right. And then, you know, we're looking at this match in 2022. If we were watching it in 1995, there would have been things here that were like, what was What was that? What was that? Well, Like, you know, we would have been totally mind blown at that time because a lot of this stuff didn't even exist it was like conceptualized maybe at the time of the match here right we never like uh, a good example is right right after that they go to the outside so Manami Toyota does a plancha over the top then she does a missile drop kick from the fucking corner apron down to the (laughs) ground hits Aja Kong full force and then she grabs a table okay so like All right, we've all seen tables and matches. The Dudleys did tables, whatever. But put this into perspective. This is 1995. This is three years before ECW is a big deal.
1: There's no gimmick tables. Let's just, (laughs) that's a fact. There's
0: fucking no gimmick tables. There's no sensibility of, you know, how to even use a table. She's way ahead of the game. Puts Aja Kong on the table. Drives her through the table after jumping off the top rope. And the crowd is going Fucking
1: crazy. It's light years ahead of where they should have been, right? Outstanding. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's great. That's great. Cause you, cause you always look for, okay, did somebody not saw the table properly or like that? Or is it not set up right to break? Like, when I see the bottom of that table, I go, Oh, that's just the table. Right, right. It's just a it's a regular <laughs> table, right, right. And then from there, they get back
0: in the ring. And you know, I think this is something that a lot of people who watch matches might have missed. Manami Toyota easily slams Aja Kong, and it's because they work so well together. She makes it look effortless, but there's an 80-pound weight difference between these two. Like that's fucking substantial. Yeah. But like Aja Kong works with her well, posts well, and it looks so smooth. She delivers a moonsault. And by today's standards, it's not a great moonsault, but it's just so far ahead of the time. Like you would, you never put that together in 95 like this, right? It was uh, was fucking stunning. And then we have talked before, you and me, about Eddie Kingston's back fist of the future fucking Aja yeah. Kong is doing this in 95 <laughs>
1: <She's laughs> right? <laughs> and, and killing people right so she goes for the
0: first of the three backfists of the future to get blocked and then Manami Toyota delivers the smoothest Japanese ocean suplex I've ever fucking seen in my life holy shit it was fucking outstanding oh, which should have been the end which I was like, like oh that's the end Right. That should have been the finish. That absolutely could have been and probably should have been the finish because the eventual finish wasn't as smooth as this, but it was a work of beauty. It got me, I really popped me for real. And then from there, there's a little bit of a turnaround. Aja Kong throws a released German suplex. And a power bomb that would have made Sid Vicious
1: proud. <laughs> no, it was fucking great. Before they were protecting people from the power bomb, it's one of those power bombs. Ugh. Right. Uh, oh, really, really, really great. And then from there,
0: I don't even know what you call the corner post power bomb. What the fuck <laughs> was that? Like she does a sunset flip off the top rope into a power bomb, but she does it by hooking her legs, right? Like Toyota does it in in the corner by hooking. I, I've never seen that the bump is fucking sickly looking. Yes. I don't know how they control that. I thought it was very, very dangerous and very deadly, but they trust each other to do that. And it, this is where I was like, okay, that's it. It's over. Yeah. Kicks out at two, and we still have a lot of match left here. (laughs) Holy shit.
1: Have you, do you remember seeing that before? No absolutely not like no because because i don't think like you would have to trust somebody enough to do it yeah like you couldn't make it a regular move like a finisher that you have because you're going to go to you're going to go to some mid carter and go hey i'm going to do this what do you think right
0: yeah there's no way and it's got to be you've got to limit this for a big show where it's a, a big deal right you have to be careful how you use it yeah i don't know if they were but it was definitely a work of art and then okay from there Toyota misses a second moon salt and <laughs> however, she does a missile drop kick or missile drop kick to the back of of Aja Kong's head from the top rope that would have made Shinjiro Otani proud. Like, (laughs)
1: holy shit, it was... Again, no protection. Like, no trying to hit the shoulders. No nothing.
0: And Aja Kong's not ready for it. She's facing the wrong direction. But it adds to, like, you know, the devastatingness of that move. From there, a close two, and the crowd is losing their fucking mind. They're way into this match. Everybody's screaming for her. everybody wants Toyota to win. Aja Kong's obviously the heel here. And Toyota's feeling it. So she goes to the top rope to try to do a power bomb. She slips and Aja Kong lands in the Yokozuna corner splash on the chest.
1: <laughs> Full weight, no protection. again no protection. Oh my god.
0: You know that legitimately could have winded her, should have been the finish of the match. It's, <laughs> it's a super crazy close two. And then from there, finally, we get a first back fist to the future, an invert... What the fuck do you call... It? It's a, <laughs> an inverted suplex
1: driver. What would you call... Is that what you call that? What do you call
0: it? What do you call that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. Like... I'm sure it has a name, and it's very rare that I don't have a go-to for a move. I I don't know.
0: I don't know either. And that's the finish. Ajakon goes over. She advances, but with that, whatever that move is, and you know, this is what forty some odd years ago now. And I don't like to say you know men are better than women or women are better than men or you know I'm I'm not that type of guy who like discriminates, but. You know, 90s women's wrestling in North America sucked balls. It fucking sucked. Totally sucked. And this goes to show you that it wasn't an issue about gender. It was an issue about the way the promoters thought about using women. Because this match... Oh, yeah. It was booking. It was 100% booking. Totally booking. Because these women, not only did they outperform every single man at that time and you know what i don't say that lightly but i would put this match alongside misawa kobashi alongside kawada misawa like those level of matches that's where i see this match and i would not say there's an any single match in north america from this time that even holds a candle to this i think it's fucking outstanding
1: do you know hey do you know do you know who fucking hates this match who's that The people that were up next. Yeah. Could you imagine following this? Oh, my God.
0: It's a time (laughs) where the crowd would be like, there's no way they could have the energy to follow that, right? No matter who it was. No way. And this is a first-round match. (laughs) (laughs) So it's outstanding. I give it, you know, I'm not easy with handing out five stars. And although I didn't like the ref count on the ramp work, Considering this is 95, this is a fucking five-star match. Undoubtedly, it's one of the better female matches I've ever seen, one of the better matches I've
1: ever seen. Where do you rank this in terms of the matches you've seen? Yeah, it's not even close. It's definitely it's it's gotta be top five right like i don't have an official list or anything but like mm-hmm. how can it not be yeah like it's an it's amazing amazing uh, you know these girls are just the girls at this time
0: aja kong a bull nakano manami toyota uh, there's a few others that were really 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 good akira hokuto you know all of them at this time i think you know historically they deserve looking back at it today praise for how just how good and how far ahead of the game they were they were like the the dynamite kid and tiger mask of the 1980s for men's wrestling 100 yeah they they definitely deserve as much recognition as they can get unfortunately i know almost all of them now uh, you know they didn't retire with like a, a lot of money and fame and fortune and you know they, they struggle to make ends meet, which is just a shame considering how much entertainment they provided for the time. It's it's almost unfortunate. But at least they can look back at the body of work and say they gave it their all. It's f- fucking great. Anybody who wants to watch a good wrestling match, I highly, highly, highly fucking recommend this match. I can't recommend it more. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at 6 Podcast. You can tag in with a DM.
1: If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to write to us at sixmanpodcast at gmail.com. For now, it's time to
0: tag out. What Psyus and hypnosis?